Hello and welcome to our podcast, What's in Your Story Bag, where we peep into people's lives, their experiences, memories and dreams, bringing out stories that are worth sharing. I am Rutuparna Ghosh, your host and founder of Your Story Bag, a storytelling training and consulting company helping our listeners harness the power of stories. In our inaugural set of episodes, we are delighted to partner with Bombay Chambers of Commerce as digital storytelling partner ahead of the upcoming communications conclave on 14 June at Taj Vivanta in Mumbai. The conclave is titled Breaking Silos, where we talk about the convergence of people, power, purpose in dynamic times. In this episode, I'm joined by brand guru Mr. M.G. Parmeshwaran, popularly known as Ambi Parmeshwaran. Mr. Parmeshwaran has spent over 35 years in marketing, sales and advertising in companies such as Rediffusion, Boots Company, UDI Yellow Pages and FCB Ulka Advertising. He has been involved in the building of brands such as Tata Indica, Santoor, TCS, Digene, Tropicana, Sundrop, ZTV, Tata Indigo, Sunfeast and several others. In this podcast, Mr. Parmeshwaran talks about the wisdom of storytelling and its influence in building brands. He also emphasizes the need for team leaders to be influential storytellers to be able to tackle the silos that may exist. Listen into this podcast as he shares memorable stories of how brands have been built around storytelling and how silos have been shattered. Uh, thank you, Mr. Ambi Parmeshwaran. Thank you for being part of my uh, podcast where I'm trying to dig into your story bag and find out what's in your story bag as far as branding is concerned. Hi, thank you for having me on your podcast. All right. Uh, the first thing that I've been really wanting to ask uh, somebody who comes from the branding, advertising space, marketing space for a very long time is when it comes to brand building, how critical is storytelling? There is an interesting uh, book which actually goes back to the 1930s written by a uh, legendary copywriter called uh, Claude Hopkins. Mm. In that he says uh, there is a lot of power in a name that tells a story. Mm-hmm. In other words, what he was meaning is that a brand is nothing but a name uh, which has a story behind it. So if you don't put a story into a name, the name stays a name. It doesn't become a brand. So you look at all the so-called, uh, you know, legendary brands which you remember. Even if you look at India, you look at a brand called Amul. Mm. There is a huge story behind that brand. Right. It's the whole story of cooperative movement and how, you know, dairy farmers came together, you know, set up a cooperative so that they could sell their milk right. and get the right price. So there is a huge story behind a name like say Amul or yeah. you take the brand name Tata hmm. uh, there is a huge story behind how Jamshed Ji Tata dreamt of setting up a, a steel plant in Estwal uh, Bihar hmm. today is Jharkhand hmm. and he went to London and he talked to a metallurgist and people said you know uh, I will eat every single gram of uh, steel you will be able to make in India hmm. and then he turned out that his son actually ended up setting up a steel plant which became Jamshedpur right so this story behind the the tata 
growth mm. is something which infuses the brand with a lot of gravitas a lot of respect a lot of love a lot of regard wherever you go in this country right. so i'm just talking of two large corporate brands the same thing is applicable to any brand uh, in any particular uh, area i mean the most commonly talked about brands like nike and and uh, apple are there but i thought we should talk more about our brands mm. which have been created in india right i'm glad that you brought up tata steel and jamshedpur because i am from jamshedpur and i've used uh, the jamshedpur story as an example to talk to various organizations uh, who deal with their brand uh, building as and you know to in fact consider storytelling as as one of the ways to build a brand and uh, one of the things which i often dip into is uh, talking about tata steel and their entire csr uh a movement uh sometime in the 90s early 90s so they used to have a campaign called we also make steel so um and that is a little film that 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 they would play about what are the other activities that they do besides uh making iron and steel besides making steel in 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 their company in their factory yeah i you know i mean uh, good you brought that up you know i i think uh for its time i think it ran in the 80s yes. or early 90s yes. uh you know for its time it was a path breaking campaign yes uh, about you know we also make steel and, and the film used to say we build champions we do yeah. this we do that mm-hmm. and we also make steel yeah. uh, the truth is tata uh, jamshedji tata in his book uh, he wrote how he visualized the steel city to come up right and uh, you know rasam ji uh, you know rm lala has written a lot of books on the tatas and and mm-hmm. in the in that he is he is recounted the jamshedji tata wanted the city to have a lot of trees mm. he wanted to have wide roads mm. and you know all that was visualized by him yes and and in fact you may not again know that uh, tata steel instituted the concept of fully paid maternity leave yes before any of the global corporations yes you know so this is such a powerful uh, story to tell yes. about how a visionary leader thought of all this right. and it was carried forward by the generation which followed right and so, all this goes into the tata heritage goes into the tata story right and which is why i suppose tata as a brand is highly respected you know all over all over india and now probably in many many parts of the world right right so therefore the next question is just this that in the concept of brand as storytellers it's definitely not new but now we see a lot of conversation around uh brand storytelling and that's where i'm coming from that when i talk to brands or when i speak to organizations talking about branding uh the first thing that they comes to their mind is advertising advertising as this end goal to storytelling as far as um, you know brand building is concerned what is your take on it is it I, an old idea repackaged is it uh what happens what is that uh, it's some of which it's fashionable to talk of uh, storytelling today mm-hmm. uh, uh but i think storytelling and brand building has been in existence for a long time Absolutely. you know all the so called terrific ads mm-hmm. have actually been great stories mm-hmm. uh which have been packaged in a nice nice way whether it was uh there is a very good ad done by tara mm-hmm. uh cooking oil where this little kid right or spotted in a railway station right. and an old man walking by mm. sees him and he says are bablu to mm. uh, so he says ha ramu kaka sab log gussa kar rahe hain main ghar ghar chhod ke ja raha hu mm. and uh, the ramu kaka the local postman says are lekin mummy to ghar pe garma garam jalebi bana rahi hai 
So the little kid says, "Oh, jalebi," mm. and he says, "Acha." Then he goes home, and uh, the 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 husband takes him home, and then the mom makes is making jalebi, enjoys the jalebi, and the father says, "Acha, apka ye ghar chhodne ka plan kya hai?" Mm. Uh, so he says, "Ah, jana hai." Maybe, and then the father says, "Maybe ten, twenty years <laughs> later." Yes. Now this whole thing is actually a long. Very long story, but it is captured so beautifully in thirty forty six. And then mm-hmm. I keep asking this question when I play this and I discuss, uh, you know, uh, stories behind brands. I say, mm-hmm. look, your kid is run away from school. I mean, mm-hmm. run away from home. Mm-hmm. The parents are not panicking. They are not going to the police station. They are not crying. The mom is making jalebi. So what is the other? You know, what is, you know, great stories have layers. You know, you can. You can peel the layer off. So he said, "What is the what is the other story? Other other story behind the story?" Mm-hmm. So uh, sometimes people say it, and then I say, "Look, you know, it's probably this kid runs away regularly. He probably runs away every week, every month, and he's spotted at the railway station, at the bus stop, and someone brings him back. And the mom knows that when he comes back, he's going to be very hungry. Mm-hmm. So she is, you know, ready to make you know jalebi or whatever, whatever to keep him happy. Mm-hmm. So so it's actually a, a long story." told very nicely in 30 seconds mm-hmm. and it it ends up living so great ads are all wonderful stories mm-hmm. which are packaged and told differently but you know that's just branding but i think today companies are saying you know uh, senior executives uh, especially with the millennials you know who have a very short attention span who want to keep moving from company to company Uh, every team leader has to have the ability to engage his team right and one way of engaging the team is to tell them a story that's right so i i you know i when i used to sit with my team and they used to say you know uh, this client is you know troubling me too much etc etc i say yeah give it back to the client mm. and they say no no it's easy for you to say i said no uh, you know this is what happened to me Uh, when I in 1980, when I was a young account executive, this is what a client said, mm. and this is what I told him, right? And they said, "No, no, this is not possible." I said, "It's possible. It happened." Right. Right. And and then they say, "Oh," and in fact, many of these stories I've captured in my new book, mm. uh, "Sponge Leadership Lessons I Learned from My Clients." Mm. So because you know, I think today business leaders have to develop an ability to tell, engage the team. Right. And how do you engage the team? you can't just tell them go and do this mm-hmm. uh, so i think that is a new trend which is developing because it's not just enough to tell your team what to do but you may have to engage them how do you engage them you probably need to tell tell it in the form of a story you know the old hr thing is uh, uh sell tell and engage mm-hmm. so the old way was you know command and control you tell them to do it and they will do it mm. and then came the concept of selling that you need to sell the idea mm. and the third is of course engage that you know they not only you can't sell it to them they have to discover the idea themselves mm. and then they'll have ownership and they'll do it so today business leaders have to develop an ability to engage their team to tell interesting stories so that these stories are remembered right and also because i think uh, it's a great um, engagement like you mentioned sell tell engage it's a great uh, idea to make 
the messaging or the purpose or the idea behind working for a certain brand meaningful for the team you know what is in it for me why do i want to do this at all you know so i think that's where storytelling comes in and that brings me to the central theme of our conclave which is talking about breaking silos so uh, uh, how far do you think uh, you know uh let's say brands are constrained with the siloed thinking in companies and therefore uh, with different people thinking differently or teams working in disparate ways or not in a homogeneous uh, manner there is no singular narrative maybe which is uh, connecting all of them uh, how do you what do you what do you see the implications of this so i think uh, you know the problem is that you know in every company there are silos Hmm. and there are turf and territory issues you know this is my territory this is your territory don't come in there hmm. don't come in there but the better business leaders right at the top are able to get everyone together and align everyone to for example salute the same flag or you know march to the same tune now you know sometimes the teams are able to fully and understand it and i and i normally tell this little story about how hmm. uh, we were you know i was at uh, delhi for the auto expo about 10 years ago i was in the you know the auto expo was opening the next day i was one day earlier because we were launching a new car uh, i think it was a tata manza hmm. and uh, there was a young girl uh, who had come into the uh, pavilion uh and uh, uh so she walked up to me i said yeah kaun sa gaadi hai so i said yeah tata manza hai so uh, ye kab launch ho rahi hai so i said yeah it's going to be launched tomorrow so he said yeah 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 you know i am from uh, aaj tak tv and you know i'll be covering the launch and then she asked you know what do you think is the price of this car so i said uh, you know i you know obviously the price will be announced tomorrow by mr tata mm. so i um or or his team member someone from tata motors will announce the price uh, you know so i can't tell you the price uh, so he said don't you work for tata i said no no mm-hmm. we are an agency we handle the tata account so that's mm-hmm. why i'm here uh, to check on a few things so she said no no but uh, if you are the agency you will know the price i said uh, yeah so maybe i know the price so she said no then you can tell me the price so i said uh, you know ma'am ma'am the car is being launched tomorrow so the price is going to be announced tomorrow mm-hmm. um you know how can i tell you the price today so she said no 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 you know the price you can tell me why can't you tell me uh, it will be a big help so i said look you know why are you irritating me you know you can you find the price tomorrow when you come to the launch uh, so then she had an interesting um, thing she said sir if i don't find out the price today and announce it hamara aaj tak tv sabse tez kaise banegi <laughs> you know so fact is this girl is probably one year old in the company yeah. but she understood what aaj tak tv stands for mm-hmm. it stands for breaking the news before anyone else so mm-hmm. sabse tez mm-hmm. the fastest of all the news channels mm-hmm. and she understood it and therefore she was making a pest of herself mm-hmm. but in a you know pleasant way she was not irritating me but she was just pestering me in a in a in a friendly way but she understood that that's what my brand stands for mm-hmm. you know so some terrific brands understand this all the way down some of the hospitality brands you know like i keep talking of the taj mm. and of course the oberoi that you know uh, when the terrorists were in their hotel mm. the hotel staff everyone knew how to get out of the hotel because mm. they knew all the exit path mm. but in fact they did not mm. they stayed in 
and I know that someone was trapped in one of the restaurants. Uh, the hotel staff actually, where they were crawling, they were not walking, they were crawling and saying, ma'am, uh, sir, uh, would you like to have a cup of tea? Mm. And they actually made tea and gave it to them. Mm. And there was gunfire coming from outside, mm. you know. So what does it, you know, how do you get your people to en- embrace this? And, and I know for a fact, I think to the, the, the chef, or the head chef and two other people were standing outside the trident when they heard gunfire mm. in from inside. And they said, look, oh God, what's happening in our hotel? We need to go and help. Mm. And they ran into the hotel. Mm. Right? Now, how, do you, how do you explain this? Mm. So, you know, these are, you know, institutions which have, in, which have kind of uh, infused a sense of caring for the customer, caring for the guest right into their system. Mm. So it is, doesn't matter whether you're a chef, you're a waiter, you're a steward, you're a housekeeping staff, mm. but you're following one credo, which is, I need to look after my guest. Mm. So the same way, whether you're an engineering company, or whether you're a, a car company, you need to therefore understand what is it that your corporation stands for and how can you live that promise. Mm. Uh, and, and one way of doing that is to create a culture of storytelling in the company. Mm. And you keep telling stories about great, uh, great client relationship or great, you know, guest relationship, and that goes into the into the system, mm. and that everyone then understands what uh, what the company stands for, and everyone will reflect that belief. Right. Uh, how do you think different teams can contribute towards stories, which perhaps build the brand in many different ways than it's been, uh, let's say, decided inside a boardroom. You know, there are these little stories of, let's say, customer relationship, like you meant, like you mentioned, or understanding the value and ethos, or you know, why is a certain, why is my organization different from its competitors? These are small things, you know, uh, which are really intangible. Uh, but how can you know every team member? How can different teams contribute towards a narrative which sort of trickles across different teams as well and therefore there is a sort of, there is perhaps a sort of synergy and therefore the, the silos are broken. Is there a uh, way to do know, that? Uh, you have to work hard at breaking these silos because, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, every, you know, so if you, I mean, when, you, when we talk of, uh, you know, B2B, uh, B2B marketing, uh, you suddenly find that each uh, team who's a decision-making unit who's going to buy that equipment looks at it differently. Right. Right. The purchase guy is only interested in price, right. uh, whereas the production guy wants efficiency so that mm. it runs non-stop. Uh, the marketing guy wants something else which which is of importance to the customer. Mm. Right. So unless all of them are aligned, and, and companies create these kind of, you know, you need to create some rituals. For mm. example, I think it was Maruti. Uh, about uh, eight, nine years ago, one of the head of manufacturing told the story that they said, look, we are here to serve the customer. So how do we do it better? So they instituted a ritual there. Everyone in the company at a supervisory level, whether you're in purchase, manufacturing, supply chain, quality control, R&D, finance, marketing, sales, have to spend one day a year in a dealership Mm. and sell a car to a customer, mm. okay? Now, apparently, they ran this program for a full year, 
and it produced remarkable customer consciousness right through the company right i mean these are these are great moves done to break these silos otherwise each person is living in his own silo and he says look what i'm doing is right and i don't care a damn uh, i will not be able to deliver this in the next two weeks it will take three months or you know i can't make it below this price because you know uh, my vendor cannot match the quality or whatever 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 so you so companies do that right companies create uh, work arounds to break through silos so you pull you create a special working group of five six people mm-hmm. who pull from different departments who are able to deliver on a particular promise so if you allow the typical uh, you know departmental rivalry to come in nothing will happen so you say no no forget it uh, we don't need full department we need one guy from each department they form a special group mm-hmm. now you guys solve the problem mm-hmm. and very often the problem gets solved i mean i've been a part of these groups where you know the problem is not been solved in 6 months gets solved in 6 days mm-hmm. cuz these six guys sit around they broken the silos they say are we have to get it done how do we do it so the manufacturing guy say yeah i'll create a jig the production guy says yeah okay i can do that and the purchase guy says look uh, how long does you want shelf life you want shelf life three months yeah three months will change the change the testing procedure mm-hmm. you know will you three months shelf life we thought you wanted nine months shelf life no i don't want so you know so you sit around and then you sit around in a group and within within 6 days you can solve a problem which probably could not be solved in 6 months right. you know and one has been part of some of these interesting experiments mm. so breaking silos in companies is tough but if you set your heart to it and if you spread the right kind and you create workarounds mm. you can break the silos right and therefore i think uh, 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 coming from you uh, you have built brands so any time you sort of break a silo and like the maruti story that you just told me uh, a story like that uh, when it is shared across within maruti or even other organizations gives leaders potential ideas about how to break silos that we don't need to compartmentalize our teams we can make a cross functional team which understands and appreciates the value of every other team right so uh, do, do you think leaders lack that uh, far sightedness or the experience base uh, or because they don't perhaps even maybe they don't want to come out of their comfort zone of uh, breaking the silos do you think there's a problem like that and does that hamper brand oh yeah you know i mean um, uh, very often uh, you know the pro- production guy work is working on his kras his kras are not mm. the same as the marketing guy's kras mm. and the supply chain guys kra is different mm-hmm. right so obviously they have their kras they can't uh, go away from that but if you have to break silos you need to figure out you know so things like balance scorecard are all devised mm-hmm. are tools devised to break these silos right mm-hmm. that everyone has customer satisfaction as a key variable mm-hmm. right so finally all of us are serving the customer customers paying us money so that is one way of doing it the other work around is of course creating uh, you know task special task force which can do these things mm. uh, even the government uh, you know uh, has managed to break through several big projects by you know creating special task forces empowering the task force to deliver on time and and get things going right mm. otherwise there are silos finance ministry will say no mm. uh, you know industry ministry will say no but then you create a special workforce special task force mm. which can break all these silos in and get things done right uh, so 
breaking silos in companies is tough but then if the top guy wants it he can do it right right wonderful i think there's going to be lots more uh, such anecdotes and uh, uh, let's say stories coming out of the conclave next week uh, would you like to uh, talk about it what are you looking forward to in the conclave i think it's going to be an interesting conclave because you know i'm going to be sitting in a panel and there are some pretty interesting uh, you know people in my panel uh, and we are going to be discussing uh, breaking silos uh, and there's someone from the media space mm-hmm. uh, nandini dias there mm-hmm. is baskar das who's again in the media space there is uh, someone from the compliance area some the hr area so it's going to be an interesting discussion mm-hmm. around this whole thing how do you how do you break silos and uh, work uh, work together so uh, hopefully we'll have uh, an interesting discussion around breaking silos in cooperation so that we can all finally serve uh, our key stakeholder which right. i believe is finally the customer right. uh, how do you, how do you do that by breaking silos and hopefully we'll explore that idea and uh, and figure out you know uh, what are the one two three four five ways of breaking silos mm. at the same time not breaking companies right and helping the company achieve and perform at a higher level right. wonderful thank you mr parmeshwaran for talking to me uh, this has been a delightful chat and i look forward to seeing you next week where i i hope i get to listen to more stories from you uh, thank you very much for having me on your podcast and looking forward to seeing you next week thank yeah. you so much bye bye bye